Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. And if you're new to season seven, season seven, by the way, whoa, wowza. Okay, season seven. I've been doing this podcast for four years. I've been living in Germany for five years. It's the first place I've moved abroad. I'm from the U.S. originally. I grew up outside of Philadelphia, and then I lived in South Carolina and Chicago, and then found myself in lovely, sunny Freiburg, Germany, where I was feeling very stressed but blessed about living there and feeling like, wow, this is completely amazing. Also awful, very awful and difficult. (laughs) And through the highs and the lows, what got me through was always the people around me. So I started this podcast as a way to capture all of that and, and hand it onwards to you. I'm very excited to be coming back for season seven. I took about six months off, I think. And I really needed it. I did a lot of reflecting and soul searching and work on myself and getting my life a bit more organized and figuring out what I want these next couple years. Now I'm excited to be coming back to this podcast and this format that means so much to me and that really has always been a place that, you know, that I can come as messy or as put together as I am and and talk to people who just get it. They just get it. I shared a little on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram yet, go ahead and follow me at The Expat Cast. I shared a little about how I've been choosing these guests for these upcoming episodes. You know, through these years, I've come back and forth between thinking I should really scout out like high profile guests or like really go for a specific branding or focus with the podcast and That all has its time and its place, but right now what I really want to be doing is just coming back to more or less where I started, which is just talking to people I know in my real actual life, but getting to go a little deeper with them and then also share that with the world beyond Freiburg. And then also people that I meet through the internet who I just think seem cool. Today's guest is one of the latter. Dita, I'm almost definitely saying her name wrong. Dita, 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 Dita. Sorry, my Danish is bad. But um, our guest today is from Denmark. She has lived in Amsterdam and now she lives in Berlin. And when she sent me a DM, I just was instantly charmed. (laughs) There's just something about her. Well, no, specifically it was the phrase she used, which was identity burp. And I was like, no further questions. I'm in on you as a person. (laughs) And we messaged a little back and forth and then just set up the recording. So I really didn't know much about her. But what you'll hear in this episode, what I've gotten to know about her since then, is that she is first off amazing. She is an artist, and that takes a lot of different forms, both in the fine arts with drawing, and it also takes the form of dancing and various formats and and types of dance. And we talk about all of it in the episode. She actually recently launched a project called Drawing Walks Berlin, where she takes people on a guided walk of Berlin, of of her favorite places and neighborhoods, but with a focus on drawing them. And I think that is so cool. Sign me up, my next trip to Berlin. I'm, I'm a terrible artist, but I would totally do this with her. And I think you'll hear we have a lot of things in common, but but she's maybe a step or two further than I am in terms of accepting the chaos of life and the goodness that that can bring. Like one little one little tidbit that's not in the episode that I wanted to share. 
I recently shared on Instagram, on my stories, that I just moved again. So I'm on my fifth apartment in Freiburg in five years here. And I wrote something like, yeah, maybe one day I'll learn to sit still. (laughs) And she replied to that story saying, maybe one day we'll learn to accept that we're wriggling fish by nature. Congratulations on your new home. And I just, I just really love that because isn't it true? I mean, I was being a bit self-deprecating as as a joke in my post, and I, I'm sure she knows that too. But I think often self-deprecating jokes come from a place of genuine feeling or fear. For me, at least in that moment, it is true. Like sometimes I really mourn or long to be a person who who does it still, <laughs> who stays in one house, in one town, in one place, and. I don't really want that or that's what I would be doing. But part of me wishes that I were the kind of person who did want that because then life would be a lot easier. And and that's where I was coming from. But it, it gets into a place of a bit self-shamey and then I'm like a bit embarrassed. I'm like writing my fifth email to, you know, my insurance and my workplace saying, hey, another new address for you. Like it's clockwork or something every year. <laughs> and I just really love that Dita came in so easily just being like, but we're just wriggling fish. What are we supposed to do? I really love that and I really enjoy her and I think you guys will too. So enough of my rambling. I'm just I'm just so excited to be back. I haven't talked in an intro in so long. I have so much to say, but we've got a whole season for it. So for now, let's dive right on in. Dita. My name is Dita. I am from Denmark and I'm living in Berlin right now in Germany. Uh, I lived four years in Amsterdam and also one year in Berlin six years ago. (laughs) And then how long have you been back for round two? Yeah, only since September. How's it feel? (laughs) Yeah, I I really love Berlin. I think it's been like, it's really a teenage love. So (laughs) since I was 17, (laughs) I fell in love with Berlin and ever since it was really a big love of mine. So yeah, I really like to be back. I also feel like I'm much more home now than I was the first time. But yeah, it's it's so funny when I said to people that I've only been here for a year because I feel like it's much more home than a year. And and you've been visiting generally since you were what eighteen, seventeen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. what brought you the first time? Uh, I was really like a, a hippie when I was seventeen. Like everything <laughs> that was colorful, everything that was a little bit like everything that could be like a little bit. How do you call it? The when you uh, occupy a building or something, you know, like left wing kind of raw coolness. (laughs) That was really nice. So I would, I go, went here with a friend whose bigger brother was living here. Yeah. I just fell in love completely. And then why, actually, yeah, I guess that's the first question. Why did you move the first time? (laughs) Okay. It's a bit of a longer story, but I lived in a really amazing community house in Copenhagen. Uh, that we had to run away from because our landlord was really crazy. Yeah, that's a longer story. <laughs> but that went, uh, that that made me feel like search for other things to do. And then by coincidence, I saw this audition to a school that's called Tanzfabrik, a contemporary dance school in Berlin. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and it's like, it's like a, I think, two days audition. And I, it was actually basically just like a free workshop <laughs> for me. Wow. So I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I was not expecting to get in because I was dancing some, but not like really on a high level. So it was more just like to go on a trip to Berlin, have a workshop, let's see what happens. And then I got in. So yeah, it, <laughs> so I was here for, yeah, almost a year back then for that school. And then what brought you to Amsterdam? Uh, I got into the uh, the art academy there and did fine arts for four years. You're like, you're very artsy. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> also very Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm feeling> yeah. <laughs> like... 
yeah, but the the art academy was also a bit of a almost like a coincidence. I don't know. I really have been following uh, coincidences a lot in my in my adult life. So that was also just like, yeah, let's see. Like there is a free feedback round, you know, like I would go there and then get some feedback and see what they say. Like maybe they'll just laugh at me and say like, no, you shouldn't be here. You should go somewhere else. But then at least those professionals could say something. Mm-hmm. And then it went really well the first time. And then I, how do you say, like I pulled myself together for the next round to mm-hmm. really do something to get in. Yeah. I, I've been talking to a friend of mine about a really similar theme, which is, so I'm 30 now and I feel like I expected, like when I was younger, right, my perception of like people who are like through all their schooling in their adult life, whatever that means, <laughs> that they're just like doing research and being very responsible and making decisions uh, calculatedly. Yeah. And that has not been my experience for the most part so far. I'm, I'm also very just like, oh, this thing is appearing to me. Should I try yeah. it? Does it feel good? Do I want to keep doing it? Okay. And then that's my whole decision-making process. And yeah. But it's, go- it's gone really well so far. And yeah, so my, my friend and I keep talking about like, oh, but this isn't how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to be like really serious about things. And like, oh, but how are we ever going to learn that lesson when it keeps working out that you just like go with the wind and it works really well? <laughs> yeah. I never had that idea actually that I should like follow some path but like for instance my partner he is an electrical engineer and both him and one of our roommates are really making decisions for like what they want with their future you know like so they'll like come like apply to companies that they can see okay this is making a path for me professionally and stuff I've never thought like that yeah this is exactly it and I think especially in Germany this is it's almost how you have to live because a lot of careers are not flexible at all. And so you like decide when yeah. you're a teenager that you're going to do this one path and then you just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 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 And then and then here we are, are being like, la da 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 da. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Germany. Oh, the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I can really relate with how, how these things have played out for you. And for me, I get a bit hard on myself sometimes about it because it feels almost um vulnerable to the whims of life I suppose because it's like Mm -hmm. well shoot if I'm really this flexible and go with the flow how do I know like how can I count on any kind of stability or like planning like how if I'm so easily influenced who's to say Uh that like when I make a big decision that I'm not going to be pulled away from it by some other whim (laughs) you know and um and then I I get hard on myself and think like yeah I need to stop living like this really I yeah I mean I think this to myself and then and then the other part of my brain's like no it's fine (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know I think uh, I'm just one year older than you Uh (laughs) and I feel like I've always been a bit late in my um, development let's say so maybe that comes to me in a few years <laughs> I start being hard on myself on this you're just like this is how I am and that feels good and and no further questions um I mean economically I do struggle sometimes with future ideas like what am I gonna do with money you know um mm-hmm. but that's kind of like yeah but you made the decision to be an artist so like that's kind of how it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, I I don't know what I when I think about it, I'm like yeah, but I don't know what I would have done instead, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't see a place in my life that I would like have, that it would have made a lot of sense for me to like make another turn because yeah, yeah, maybe I just ne- never really tried to make a plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how does this, how is it with being in a partnership with someone who is maybe a bit more like, he's an engineer and, mm. and like sticking, like thinking about plans and, and 
all that does is that like a cool balance between the two of you or is it ever a conflict actually he's very supportive i don't know maybe he's also just like looking at me as as some funny animal you know like he's just <laughs> like oh that's interesting so yeah he's super supportive about how i live my life so that that's not a conflict i think also because it's so different fields yeah he's not really like ah oh, you should do this and this to like make your career go this and this way because he has no <laughs> idea or right. yeah I, I don't know if he does have an idea but like he did make me start drawing digitally because at least he could see that that's kind of a future instead of going only uh, analog uh-huh. okay yeah, yeah. That's a german a bringing you into digitalizing into like the digital world that's uh <laughs> i like to see it <laughs> yeah 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 exactly he's actually turkish Ah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's lived here for six years or something. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking. I'm like, have I ever had the experience where like I'm re- I'm more resistant than my German surroundings to a digital technology? Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> they're they're slower than I am, but this this tracks then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's really old school here. I, I actually really love that. I have to say, I like it to a large extent too, because I'm not. I'm personally not very digital. Mm-mm. I'm not into that whole scene. And and I think in the US where I'm from, it was a bit like I'm a weirdo for that. And I'm kind of a loser for not caring about the new iPhone. Um, and I like that that's not the way here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, though, I, I it does irk me sometimes when there are basic technology solutions for something that I, I've known for like a decade in the US and they don't <laughs> exist here. Like, like, um... A lot of digital payments. Actually, my my Danish friend here is always complaining about this specifically because in Denmark, the government is so much more digitalized. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And also, if you're not completely fluent in German, it really helps if yeah. you get your um, documents digitally because then you can just translate them really easily. And now you have True. to like sit there and look in the paper and then like type it in, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have someone speaking German next to you. But like in Denmark, even the homeless people take mobile pay. Like seriously. <laughs> seriously. Like because no one has cash. Yeah, yeah. It's really crazy. Okay. I had a couple things written down from our chats leading up to recording that I wanted to make sure we touch on. And one of them mm-hmm. is you mentioned going through all of these moves and, and readjustments and all of these things. And you're like, huh, how do you differentiate between like issues I'm having in life and yeah. issues I'm having in expat life? And actually, this whole topic of like responsibility and planning, that's one where this has totally come up for me where I'm like, am I less organized and less like focused on a certain path because uh-huh. of who I am as a person inherently? Or is this because my life path got knocked in some ways knocked on a different course by uh-huh. my move internationally and like now I'm just kind of like well here I am and go with the flow because I'm so far from like the normal path that all bets are off so that's where it comes up for me well no it comes up for me left right and center but that's one for me and I wanted to ask for you like what are some of the times where this debate comes to your mind yeah I think for me I get that sometimes in comparison to like you know people at home with like grown-up jobs <laughs> but um honestly I often feel more like that's because I've chosen an artistic path so I don't mm-hmm. feel it so much because of the international life I'm not sure but where I feel it very much is like I'm trying to become a freelancer and already that is like for me to say that out loud because (laughs) it's such a new field for me even to step into and like make my own money and yeah so yeah like finding customers or finding out where to reach out finding out how to expand my network how to expand like my network of customers how to even find out 
where they are or who I should find. Like that's really difficult when you have no idea about where you are. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like what companies there even are, let's say. Or like yeah. yeah, or like but also like I very much speak German on a very basic level. So that's like it feels really untangible somehow. Like it's really hard to find out like okay where to start. But mm-hmm. then when I think about it I'm like, yeah, but if you'd came if you'd come fresh out of art school in Copenhagen, would it be so much easier? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a really good question. I'm I'm having this uh similarly with I'm trying to sell my well, okay, I have a motorcycle and I'm trying yeah. to sell it. <laughs> and oh, okay. <laughs> I I bought it on eBay Kleinanzeigen, which is like the local eBay, whatever. Yeah. So like my first impulse was to sell it there because I was like, well, that's where I bought it. That's where people do these things. Right. And then like a month later, I'm like, I can't believe it's not selling. And I was venting to a friend who's German and he was like, oh, well, have you put it on this other website, uh, Mobile or something like that? Uh And I was like, no, because I didn't know it existed. And he was Uh like, yeah, try that. And now I'm like, well, shoot, how many other things are there out there that are that exists and I just don't even know that they exist. Yeah, and you've been you've been in Germany for how many years now? Uh, five. Yeah, I mean, it's not that much, actually, but still, after five years, you kind of feel like, ah, should I know better this? But, like, yeah, yeah there's something... There's something to having this a basic feeling of where you are <laughs> if you uh, if you grow up somewhere. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. It feels like being in a room that you've never been in before in the dark, or maybe there's like yeah. one window putting some light in the room, but you can't yeah. see everything. And you're like, you think maybe you know the the layout of the room, but uh-huh. then someone turns the light switch on, and you're like, what the heck? There's that whole corner. I had no idea. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But that's also the wonderful thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I can totally imagine that being really scary if you're starting your freelance business and being like, okay, well, I, I don't even know what I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I, I gotta say, I had a really nice talk with a friend of mine who just moved to Denmark, but I talked to her just before um, before she moved. And she's been in Amsterdam for five years. And she actually said that for her, it was easier to start in Amsterdam, her her freelance career thing and like to start a company there and everything because it felt like she was playing a game (laughs) so like in Denmark it was even more scary because she feels like man if I don't know things there then I'm a loser you know yeah and here's like yeah but you know who can expect that from me that I know all the rules yeah oh man (laughs) that's so true yeah because sometimes I wonder if part of me likes living abroad just because it gives me an excuse to be yes. kind of dumb about certain things <laughs> because exactly. I'm like equally as dumb about it in my home country but it, but here it's like well no one expects me to be smart about these yeah, things yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> low expectations man <laughs> yeah true and you, you just gotta like throw yourself out and do it you know yeah. that's a good mindset though of just being like it's, it's just a game I'm just like trying yeah. to you know <laughs> move through Monopoly and then learn the rules and yeah. yeah yeah I can't I always so. think that though I'm too as established too hard on myself sometimes and I'm like why don't you know about mobile <laughs> <laughs> but, but why where where should have you have known it from <laughs> yeah yeah well and this is another thing I've been thinking a lot about lately I maybe this is also a question of like issues in life versus issues in expat life like am I just someone who's very hard on themselves Mm-hmm. Or am I someone who's lived in uh, an environment where there's a lot of policing and um, correcting of strangers and I've lived yeah. here for five years, you know, I mean, probably mm-hmm. both are true. Probably I'm a bit self-critical and, and also like, I, I just, it's really been getting to me lately. Um, this whole getting told off for like 
very normal to me normal things you know and like when I've been told you're walking down the street wrong or like you're bicycling incorrectly and I'm like oh okay how am I bicycling incorrectly because I'm I'm bicycling and nothing bad's happening so it feels like maybe it's okay you know and like once you have enough of those experiences where someone's correcting you about something and telling you you are doing it wrong yeah am I just internalizing it at this point and that's where it's coming from and I, I I mean probably I can't like parse out what's just me and what's my environment but but yeah this is definitely also an area where I think like yeah huh which one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's such it's so funny it's such a cliche of Germans like you know those memes of Germans and like yeah <laughs> yeah that, that, that they are so following the rules and la 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 and what was it you had also um you had an episode at some point it was called something like all the times German authorities made us cry or something yeah <laughs> My and I haven't I haven't come to that point yet like but I have been crying in the in the Dutch um in the Dutch uh, how do you call it like city hall kind of building yeah. you know like really like ah! um, <laughs> yeah because that's kind of the same but I've got to say if you're a foreigner I can I can very very easily imagine that it's the same in Denmark honestly and especially with biking because that's such a <laughs> but okay that's a complete other thing but like if you bike on the walking path or in the wrong direction or something in Copenhagen you're gonna be cursed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's interesting to look at because of course some of it makes total sense that people would want or need to correct you about something I don't know <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> you're not convinced know. well but like uh, yeah. if, if someone's biking in the in the walking lane like that that could be an issue you know I, I can understand yeah, yeah, okay. where, where the concern's coming from but on the other hand at least in Germany I, and I think why it's bubbling over for me lately is like it's about things that don't matter at all <laughs> yes um yeah 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 I think Berlin is better in that sense. Yeah, I wanted to ask because you're you're yeah. in you've been in Amsterdam and Berlin and you're from Denmark. It's all these like northern things. There's kind yeah. of a different yeah, culture, yeah. bigger cities. So yeah, how do you how has it been for you in like all of the places you've you've lived? Um, like rule wise or and, like people correcting you, like strangers. Mm. My boyfriend, who is as I said Turkish, <laughs> he usually uh, he used to say that the Dutch people are what you expect the Germans to be. But he's also only been in Berlin. So mm-hmm. somehow I have the feeling like also that I don't have that much uh, experience with uh, other German cities. But I mean, yeah, I, I think sometimes he thinks that every German is a Berliner. And that I think is not <laughs> true because here, like you cannot keep complaining about people not following rules here because people don't follow rules, <laughs> rules, you know? Yeah, so I think in Amsterdam, I was much more having that feeling of like people really being very, like really following the rules. So there's a really funny thing, like in the Netherlands, there is this one big party day that's called King's Day. So that's like the big city party in Amsterdam, right? And everyone dresses up orange and like, streets are full like I was at some point thinking okay I'm not gonna get through this straight street because it's just full of people right there's like this huge party and then at 10 o'clock in the evening it's over and it's over oh, wow. okay. it's like I was biking through the city I was like whoa people are really cleaning up everything is done like it's really like yeah let's go crazy and like you know prostitutes and weed are legal and like you know like this kind of like free mind but very much in frames. So like like the prostitutes are allowed, but in these rooms, you know? And like weed, are, weed is allowed, but like in these shops. So huh. yeah, and then like the, the this King's Day is like, everyone go crazy, but 10 o'clock it's over and we go home. 
Wow. <laughs> and that was really a funny thing to me. Like that's that's very much Dutch culture for me. Like open mind, free spirit, but in in a very certain frame. Yeah, there's a time yeah. and a place. And yeah, then exactly. you, otherwise you go back to like your default setting, which is not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really funny to me. Yeah, and I imagine that's not the case in Berlin. I imagine if you told people to yeah. stop partying at 10, they would laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, but people don't start, at, as I, I mean, people are not partying yet at 10 o'clock in the yeah, evening. This is sure. Sure. <laughs> it's too early. You said you've gotten, speaking of partying, you've you dipped your toe into the Berlin techno scene. Yes. <laughs> I want to hear more. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just so funny because... I mean, as I said, I lived here. So in 2015 to 16, I lived here. I was always like, what are people talking about? This like techno partying. I was always like, yeah, but people are just like moving in a bunch together, you know, like, but not really together, like more next to each other, just like making the same movement all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was always like, what is this about? And then I had four or five years of intense uh, Argentinian tango. So that's really moving together, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but it's a very, very different kind of partying. And yeah, finally, now that I came back, I really, uh, I really started to appreciate it. But I mean, I also have a boyfriend who took me and, and showed me um, what is the difference on good and not so good techno music. And I was always like, yeah, but it's just like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it's just the same, the same. Yeah. But now, finally, I... Uh, I very much find my favorite DJs and yeah, I just find it really funny that I had to turn 30 before I dived into techno. <laughs> yeah, but this is something I do really love about it in Germany is like, it feels, I, I don't feel like a lot of people are telling us we're too old to be discovering techno. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I work in this uh, small coffee, coffee place. There was this guy coming in and now I got to take care because I don't know his age, but like I would say 50, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, I have some like mellow electronic music in the background and blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, nice music. Yeah, should be a really nice uh, lineup in Berghain next weekend. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know. And then we had a long talk about Berghain and techno in Berlin. And it was just like, wow. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This brings us to the other note I definitely not wanted but needed to mention in our, uh -huh. in our discussion is you – coined the phrase or introduced me to the phrase identity burp and I'm in love with it <laughs> yes yeah how yeah. would you how would you describe an, an identity burp <laughs> wow. I mean it's not a very um uh, old term of mine but <laughs> I just wrote it to you but I think it's um yeah it's kind of uh, describing very much what you can experience right like yeah <laughs> I mean okay any at any time in your life and um but like moving to another country can really make you burp identity identity wise no? <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah I was just like I think for me my big identity burp in this sense was like the shift that I have experienced recently that I don't really want to go then tango and it's I don't know where to start with that, but like it's been my life for like four years in Amsterdam, right? Mm -hmm. Like I really, I danced five times a week. I was wow. completely in love. Like it was my life. I, my good friend said that uh, Art Academy was my hobby because tango was always first. You know? <laughs> so it was really my life and my passion and it makes me so happy, I know. But recently I don't want to go. And it's really weird because I met really amazing people here. I really felt like I was finding my community of tango people here in Berlin. And Berlin, by the way, is a really nice place to dance tango in Europe. 
yeah, it's a really amazing place and it's full of really skilled and really beautiful and really amazing people. And suddenly I just didn't want to go. I don't know what's going on. Like I moved from Amsterdam to Berlin and it's like definitely a bigger tango scene here. And yeah, it's like, I, I think it's also something about, I mean, I'm also very much into my own projects at the moment. I'm very excited about it, but I know that dancing makes me really happy and that it, it takes me also my brain away from everything else and and suddenly yeah yeah so that's the burp that's the burp I'm talking about I'm like <laughs> what's going on I don't know but something came from down my stomach and up uh, through my <laughs> but like yeah yeah um, yeah now I'm just trying to see if the urge will come back yeah especially with with hobbies or these like other identifying things in life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, I don't know maybe if I think about it it makes sense that it's a bit turbulent with with moves because your whole environment shifting around you so maybe something internally shifts too but yeah but it is it's strange like I, for me I, I can totally relate like there are certain things about myself that I just think are true yeah I just think they're given and a lot of those have to do with like the things I love like I, reading or something yeah, of it's course, something yeah. I've just always done my whole life and uh-huh. I even if I haven't read a book in two months I'm still identifying as a reader luckily for me so far that's never changed (laughs) yeah but uh, I think I would really have an identity crisis if it if it did and I've had other things change like for instance um I got really really into bouldering for a while yeah and then I just stopped um (gasps) I just stopped and and in the meantime I started with this whole motorcycle business which honestly came out of nowhere and if people asked like why are you getting your motorcycle license I would be like I don't no, I don't know. <laughs> and then it, it costs a lot of money. Like I think the license alone was like two to three grand uh-huh. and a lot of wow. time and a lot of stress. Yeah, like of it was not a, a small thing. And I did, I don't know why, but I did it and I didn't really like it. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess I should just buy a motorcycle <laughs> and maybe, maybe then I'll like it more, uh-huh. but I didn't. So I'm selling it. But this whole thing, I'm like looking at it being like, what did I just do? Like, what is any of the any of these decisions? What are they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes no sense. I think that's the first thing that popped to mind when I read you your message that said <laughs> identity burp. I was like, that's the only explanation I can offer for <laughs> any of this right now. <laughs> I wonder if the techno is going to be that for me, you know, because it's not yeah. something that I dived into completely like tango. Like uh-huh. it's something that I enjoy. It's something that I am also a bit surprised that I enjoy. Like, whoa, ah so nice finally understand what they were talking about you know but yeah. it's not um like some people go from friday to monday here in berlin like i i'd never do that but with tango i did you know like with tango i would go i would travel the world to dance so it's a bit wow. of a bigger burp maybe <laughs> that i'm experiencing <laughs> right now but yeah yeah but i think that's also an interesting part of it it's like these hobbies that we're talking about are people's entire personalities the people who are into berlin techno like that's an entire vibe that's an entire like i know exactly how those people are gonna dress i know what they're doing with the free time (laughs) all of it right and same with motorcycles like you if i say i ride a motorcycle and you've never met me or no don't know anything about me Mm -hmm. you would just assume an entire picture and then we're just kind of like dipping our toes into these things being like hey maybe i like this also maybe i don't i don't know i'm doing it (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) What about the camera? You bought a camera. Is that yes. also a, a burp? <laughs> I think so. They happened okay. <laughs> They happened around the same time. Actually, this is really funny. I, I don't actually have any big feelings about turning 30 other than 
yeah. positive ones. Like I think mm-hmm. I was like, this sounds great. Everyone tells me your 30s are wonderful. And okay. I believe all of them. <laughs> I think yeah. it's going to be a great time. But the week before I turned 30, like the last hours of being in my 20s, <laughs> I bought a motorcycle and I bought a camera. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hey, maybe I'm having some kind of crisis. I don't know. Um, <laughs> All new beginnings. I mean, we also tend to call to call these shifts crisis, right? But why actually? It doesn't have to be a crisis. Maybe it's a very beautiful new beginning. That's a really good point. And, and I think that's how it felt for me. It felt like investing in myself and investing yeah. in certain kinds of freedoms. The motorcycle idea is that I would be able to be mobile and like I could go anywhere I wanted when I wanted I didn't need to wait for someone else to come with me or to book a car in advance from like a rental company or any of that like I could just say I'm gonna go watch the sunset here and then just go with the camera it was something I've been interested in for I don't know ages but it Uh felt really intimidating because there's so much to know about like which one you get and there's these like rivalries with like Nikon and Canon and the other one and I'm like I don't really care about any of that so I want to get into this but I want to bypass learning any of this stuff and I had an opportunity to because my boyfriend is into photography and he was explaining things to me and I was like cool I let me do it Uh (laughs) and that's where it came from but yeah I just I'm I'm someone who does not usually put money I I just I hate spending money really and I never really (laughs) put it into hobbies like I liked bouldering and I like running because you just need shoes and that's it yeah and I don't like activities where you need stuff and this was a big thing for me like a camera was like 500 euros or something yeah rephrasing it from crisis to some kind of investment is really feels more true it's just like mm. yeah no I'm doing this thing that I've been wanting to do and I'm I'm not going to worry about the details of the brand and like how do yeah. cameras even function who cares like I'm yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah. do it right on for size and if it doesn't work like I can move on you know and yeah. for me right now like this was about six months ago I love having the camera Every time I've traveled since then or like filled my weekends with photographing things and editing photos, I love it. I don't feel that way about the motorcycle, which is why I'm selling it. And I'm trying (laughs) not to beat myself up over it. Like I think it's hard since I'm not used to like so much putting money and things into things. It feels difficult to admit. It it feels like admitting defeat in a way. But um I'm working actively on being like, that's not what it was. That's not what it is. I yeah. tried something on. I burped. I let out the gas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And, um, it didn't work and now I'm moving on. And I, I it, yeah. there is a like a freedom to that too. I'm not feeling it at every moment, but I think long term, this is how I'll feel about this like weird motorcycle era of my life. Yeah. And maybe for yeah. you with the clubbing <laughs> Berlin thing too, like maybe it's not going to be your forever hobby maybe at some point you'll go back to tango or something else but Mm -hmm. but you're gonna have had a nice time doing this for as long as you're having a nice time doing it (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah I don't know this failure thing like oh I tried out something and then it didn't became my whole life what a failure like I I think a lot of us struggle with that but doesn't make any sense and I gotta say I'm I'm so impressed and so I have so much respect for my friends who try out something and then also realize okay it's not for me and stop it you know like yeah. I have a good friend who went to Berlin some years ago for an Erasmus year, like a, an exchange, um, half a year or something. And she left before time because she was lonely and sad, you know? Yeah. And wow, that's much more impressive and much more, I have so much more respect. Or like, of course, I'd also have respect if she'd stay and like make it a good thing. But if he's just staying to 
to struggle and to have a hard time and to hate her life because yeah. she has to. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine right now if like your solution to this whole like, huh, tango techno question is like, <laughs> yeah. you just force yourself to go to tango every night? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then yeah, you I really start to not like it, I think, probably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm also wondering if that's what I need. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no easy answers, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too, right? Talking about a friend or someone else who's going yeah. through this is so much easier because you're <laughs> like, everything's great and like yes. really strong decision making. And then when it's you, you're like, no, I'm making only bad decisions. <laughs> yes, 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 true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's, probably the part of us that's drawn to relocating and trying out different locations and cultures and all that like probably that part of us is also enjoying trying out you know like the the challenges that come with having these identity burps (laughs) yes of course of course yeah otherwise we wouldn't be where we are yeah yeah I think there's also a lot to be said for like just because you've loved something this whole time doesn't mean it has to like, like, like this tango thing like probably like you were saying your friends in Amsterdam would have said that was your top priority like that mm. was really a huge part of who you were yeah and it might be like confusing for them if if that's not the case anymore but just it just happens and it's okay if, if that's who you were for that time and if it's maybe not anymore or it is but in a different form it's like these things yeah. don't have to be consistent like it can it can ebb and flow and and that's totally okay too yeah true with that, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and round the corner and head to home with the ending segment. <gasps> oh my which god! Is okay. Called... Zach, Zach, Zach. <laughs> it's a rapid fire question round. I'm gonna ask you um, three questions that you're gonna answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are you ready? Yes. All right. You're in Copenhagen. You walk on in to your favorite bakery. What is your go-to Danish bakery item? <gasps> Oh my god, I don't know because I haven't been there for a long time and I know it's a huge thing in uh, in Denmark. So like these mini bakeries with like croissants that cost like 10 euro per piece. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry, I, ca- I actually cannot tell you. <laughs> Amazing, wow. <laughs> but I know that there is a lot of recommendation on that. <laughs> so, all good. Yeah. Um, of all of the different like S-Bahn, U-Bahn, Straßenbahn, whatever else there is in Berlin, all of the forms of public transit, which is your favorite line to ride? Ha, that must be the U-Bahn uh, from Warschauerstrasse. Uh, and now I don't remember the, the the number of it, but it goes from Warschauerstrasse and it passes Kotzbusser Tor. And it's one of the few U-Bahns that actually goes over the, over the ground. So you can have a very cool. nice view. Nice. And finally, as a budding techno lover, what's the best what's the best club in Berlin? (laughs) Oh um I gotta take so much care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to get you in trouble here with the Yes, exactly with the with the with the club kits. Um yeah, so I recently discovered Berghain. It's obviously a really nice club, uh, but that's like that's that's the easy answer. But I actually recently discovered something called Eden. That was really, really nice. I've only been there once, but uh, I really liked it. I had a super nice night. Eden, like the Garden Eden. of? Yes, exactly. Ah, oh, But okay. then spelled actually with the Danish A. But okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, I hope that the club kids don't come for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm, I'm 
really excited to hear this. You mentioned earlier that you're shifting into freelance. Tell us all about that. First off, tell us where people can find you, but tell us all about what you're up to these days and let's put some stuff out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, we did not talk about drawing at all, which is like, that's my reading. Like your yeah. reading is, is my drawing, right? So mm -hmm. that never left me since I was a kid. Um, and I'm recently doing, like I'm at the moment doing this, what I called uh, Drawing Walks Berlin. Which is basically, um, well, the idea is that we see the city through drawing. So the idea is that when you draw, you look at things differently and more maybe intensively or yeah, you, you shift your, your eyes in another way. So it's kind of a mix of a city walk and a drawing workshop. And it's full of short, uh, fast, fun drawing exercises. And at the moment, I'm walking in Kreuzberg, which is one of my favorite areas of Berlin. And then I'm also doing a podcast about expat life, yeah. <laughs> which is why I know your, um, which is why I know your podcast because some years ago I got that idea, didn't know that it was out that there was some people doing that, and then of course I started researching. I found you, yeah. So I found out that there are some really nice English speaking ones, but I'm gonna make one in Danish. So in Danish it is Nul at hjem om, which basically means something to write home about. It's a Danish expression about, like, normally you use it in a negative way, actually. Like, oh, the food was nice, but not something to write home about. But so this is, we are talking about something that is really worth writing about. But it's not out there yet. So, yeah, <laughs> you'd have to, like, Coming soon. follow Coming me. Soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> where should people follow you on um, social media? So Instagram is where I am. Mostly that's Dieter uh, OE. So that's instead of the Danish Ö, it's OE, Dieter OE. And for my drawing walks, it's drawingwalksberlin.com. I like this project of yours. I think that's a really cool idea. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming onto the show. This was so delightful. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you one more time to Dita for coming onto the show. You can find a link to her walking tours of Berlin, her drawing walking tours, I should say. I'll also link to her Instagram. While you're on Instagram, you can go ahead and follow me at The Expat Cast. And you can also follow me on Twitter at The Expat Cast. You can visit me online at theexpatcast.com and you can use the contact form to shoot me a message if you want to give feedback for the show or suggest a topic or even nominate yourself to be a guest. One last bit that I have for you guys is if you could go ahead and leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or on my website. Good reviews and ratings is the top way that DIY podcasters like me can find new listeners. As always, I want to thank Amy Lunky Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. I'll be back in your feeds on Thursday with an episode all about being a digital nomad, including why I find the whole term and concept a little bit uncomfortable and also why those directions might be valid, but not the full picture. Till then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy, stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.